Hello, and welcome to PCB Chat, where we talk with experts across the printed circuit design, manufacturing, and electronic supply chain fields. I'm Mike Buto, Editor-in-Chief of PCDNF and Circuits Assembly. Listeners may recall we did a podcast with a group of recent graduates from the Rochester Institute of Technology's Capstone program last year. There, the students conceive, design, source, and build electronics hardware as part of a senior project. It's truly a great way to immerse themselves in what a career in our industry could look like. What we didn't mention was that RIT is launching another hands-on program. This one focuses on printed circuit board design. The first offering is scheduled to start this January. And with us today to explain the concept are Chris Banton, Director of Marketing at EMA Design Automation, and Dr. James Lee, the Acting Chair of the Electrical and Computer Engineering Technology Department at RIT. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. To be quite honest, I know very little about the program, so I'm going to be learning along with the rest of our listeners. Chris, I know sharing knowledge has been a passion of EMAs, well, forever. Is, is it presumptuous to ask whether the idea for the class started with, uh, with your company? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's something that, and maybe not even so with our company, it really started from feedback we were getting from customers. Uh, they're just having a harder and harder time sourcing uh, new engineers that understand PCB design. And you know, I, I know you've, you've done articles and looked at industry surveys that we're really kind of seeing a gap here where the people that know PCB design are starting to get older and retire. And there's just an explosion of electronics. So there's even more demand than there maybe was before. So we're really looking at how do we help our customers get the, the engineers with the skills that they need to be successful. And you know, with our proximity to RIT and, and you know, Manny, our CEO, being an RIT graduate, they just uh, you know, thought it'd be a great fit to see if we could work together and, and find a way to, to continue to educate engineers or newly minted engineers with the skills they need to, to get the jobs they want. And so if I understand it, then, so uh, Manny approached um, RIT, is that correct? Yeah, that, that is correct. Manny, uh, being one of our alum, uh, came to us and, and said there is this big need out there. Uh, and he has done some work to look around and see that there were not many programs across the country uh, in engineering uh, schools. And so he said, would you be interested in starting a program? And uh, we had several conversations back and forth, and uh, it started with this initial offering, and we have seen you know, excellent interest from the students, and so we're gonna be expanding uh, to a multi-course offering. Uh, and something that students can get on their transcripts and get some certifications, so they're able to, to put that in their portfolio and, and improve their, their, uh, their employment outlooks. Are there models at RIT for working with industry to develop curriculum? Yes, we are, are very open to, uh, to work with industry to, to meet their needs from a curricular perspective. Uh, so this is a perfect example where an industry sees a, a, a need and really a, a lack of, of talent or a lack of focus, I should say, in, in engineering programs. Uh, another program that we've worked with is signaling through uh, railroad uh, areas. Uh, that is something that is a specialty that really no other program has been uh, focusing on, and that is something that, that we 
are, are working with them on. And, and a third example would be uh, engineering documentation, uh, which is also something that's very critical, but is not really focused on in engineering school. Jim, you know, RIT is well known for its engineering programs, of course, which include computer engineering, computer engineering technology, electrical engineering, microelectronic engineering, software engineering, robotics and manufacturing engineering technology. And those are just some of them, right? Mm -hmm. I could see a case made for the PCB design class to fall under pretty much any of those. So which degree program is the class included in, or is it sort of cutting across multiple disciplines? It's really set up to be cutting across multiple disciplines. So uh, RIT is uniquely designed in that we have both a College of Engineering and a College of Engineering Technology, uh, both of which produce engineers. It's just a matter of, of how people learn. So if they learn in a more applied, hands-on fashion, that's a very good fit for the College of Engineering Technology, whereas more of a theoretical background and the sense of how they, they learn, uh, that's more of a traditional engineering program. But, but this course, and, and when we expand it to, to multiple course offerings, will, will be available to uh, engineers from several of the programs that you talked about. So the college, so the program of computer engineering technology, electrical engineering technology. Uh, there's also a mechatronics uh, program that will be able to take this course. And those are from the engineering, College of Engineering Technology, but then those equivalent programs that, that understand circuits as well, so from the traditional engineering program, so computer engineering, electrical engineering, will also be able to participate and come up with a what we call an option for printed circuit board design. I'm going to take a brief break to mention today's sponsor. Join Susie Webb on February 22nd, 2022 for a special half Day webinar on best DFM practices for board engineers. There is so much more to board design than placing parts and connecting the signals electrically. This webinar will talk about good practices for building footprints, how parts might be placed for manufacturability, routing practices that are helpful, trace widths and spacing that are producible, a stack-up structure that can realistically get the impedance and return needed, and documentation for the manufacturer that is complete and understandable. Brought to you by PCB Today and EMA Design Automation, this presentation is not about how to build a board, but rather about the practical things the board engineer can do to help make fabrication and assembly easier and increase yields and lower the cost for all. Visit pcbtoday.com for details. Let's get into the nature of the program. This is initially one class, correct? Yes, initially uh, we started out with one class that, that, that is really the, the basics of, of using the software ORCAD uh, and understanding really how to go from a, an established electrical circuit to a printed circuit board. And so will you get into um, schematic? Will you start with the schematic or will you just get into jump into sort of routing and placement? I believe, and, and here's where, where my details are a little bit a little bit thin, but I believe they will start with schematic and, and then uh, work from there to component placement. And I believe a little bit of optimization. Yeah, if I, if I could add to that, Jim, it, it, it really, the intent is to kind of give that end-to-end -end process so that 
the student can see you know the schematic side, but also see how that board gets realized in the layout. And it you know kind of coincidental, there will be some DFM discussion as well, because that is another area that you know certainly is one I, I don't think enough students and maybe even EEs out in out in the, the field or in companies today get to experience is that what what it takes to actually build this thing. You know, you can make it logically correct, but it doesn't mean it's can be built or can be built at a yield that that's going to make your company successful. So the, the goal is to try to kind of take a student through that whole process because we're, as we've kind of discussed in the past, we're seeing more and more EEs are just being tasked with doing PCB design. And, you know, that's, we're trying to help them through our IT, just give them the skills to be confident and, and capable to hit the ground running when they start at a company. Right. And Chris, you really do need to understand that whole flow, right? I mean, it's, you know, as a single person is responsible for multiple uh, you know, has responsibility for multiple things now with regard to, you know, the, the circuit and the design and then getting it into manufacturing. You know, they, they can't just, you know, have one person doing the schematic and then throwing it over the wall. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think it's beyond just the manufacturing, the complexity, the design, the signal integrity issues, power integrity issues, everything is so interrelated now that it's, it's, it's really hard to just kind of, as you said, kind of chuck it over the wall and hope for the best because that's usually a recipe for failure. Jim, who's teaching the class, and what can you tell us about their background? Uh, we, we have a, uh, a, a person that the EMI suggested, uh, Kirsch McKay. Uh, he will be teaching the course. Actually, he'll be teaching it remotely, which is going to be uh, a nice innovation. And uh, he has a lot of experience with PCB design, uh, as well as teaching uh, PCB design to military and other entities. And uh, we're really thrilled with all of his expertise and his experience in teaching uh, that he can kick off this first course. Is he uh, a current EMA staffer? No, he's not. No, just someone that we've been uh, kind of been aware of. He's been putting out courses on, on LinkedIn and Udemy and He's been a long time uh, kind of cadence user through through his time in school as a TA and then also in his professional career. So we've been trying to support him and his efforts and kind of looking at this as an opportunity to formalize some of the work he's been doing with people that get out of school and then need to learn this stuff. How do we take it into the school and just make it part of the curriculum? EMA has many staffers, of course, with expertise in board design. Uh, will any of them be supporting the program either inside or outside of the virtual classroom? You know, that's something we've kind of been talking about. And I mean, that's probably something that's just Jim alluded to kind of this next course, you know, this is kind of the, the, the one-on-one if you will. And, you know, as you know, there's just so much you could get into. So I think as we kind of expand the offering, especially with the, the, the initial response we've gotten, I think that, you know, the positive response, then see how that works in terms of the other uh, EMA folks, but we, we do have plenty of people that have lots and lots of experience. And the great thing is they're always willing to share, which is, which is very important, I think, these days. How many students have registered for the class so far? Do you have a count? Uh, we do have a count. We uh, had to limit the uh, class to 25 due to uh, facilities, and, and we need to be able to, of course, you know, have a, a computer for every student. And we have 25 uh, registered and I believe a, a wait list of five. That's, that's terrific. Um, do, do they have a, uh, 
any type of a project or something you know that, that they have to realize uh, by the end of the year as part of the curriculum? The actual learning exercises is, is up to Kirsch, and, and he is working with some of my full-time faculty to, to really understand, you know, kind of the breadth of, of what is expected in a, a college curriculum in a single course. But they will be working on, on different projects. Uh, but at this point with this first course, we will not be actually physically building anything. Uh, but that is planned for the broader uh, option uh, when that becomes available. And what, if any, metrics for success has the university put into place to, you know, try to evaluate, you know, how the program is going? Really, the the metrics of of any university is really based on on the student interest. And so if you can, you know, generate enough student interest, you know, then that is is an area where that they are interested in and really a, a 25 uh, enrollment of 25 in an initial course offering is, is really outstanding. It, it is seldom uh, that, it, that that many students are interested in, in a brand new course just because they, they like to have some history. You know, students are a little different than anybody else. They want to make sure that they can look at reviews before they go take that course. <laughs> and the really nice part about this partnership is eMade Design Automation was, was very forthcoming with their time to come in uh, talk to the students, you know, give them some examples of, of printed circuit board design and functionality, and it really helped generate interest uh, from all students of all areas. When I talked with uh, Martin Anselm, uh, who helped run the uh, Capstone program uh, earlier this year, uh, the, you know, the, the sense I got was of the seven or eight seniors that were involved in that, you know, what, what they designed, they designed a circuit board, you know, they designed actually an electronics product, but the mm-hmm. um, maybe only one of the seven or eight was planning on going into hardware, you know, even manufacturing career. And to think that there's 25 students, actually 30, if you include the wait list mm-hmm. that are interested in this, you know, it actually kind of gives me chills. I mean, we've been looking for this. So congratulations to you guys for, for recognizing, you know, not just a need, but then actually putting a program into place. Let me ask this. Uh, hypothetically, could a non-RIT student or perhaps one that isn't in engineering take this course? At this point, no. Not, not as of yet. All right. And, and that really is, is something that is planned you know, into the future. So what we would like to have happen come from a longer term perspective is we get this first course up and running with, with engineering students, people who can speak the speak of electrical circuits and, and understand the different components as they are working with the software for you know, printed circuit board designs. Then we'll expand it to where we have the option that we talked about. So four or five courses available, uh, not just printed circuit board design, but also some manufacturing aspect to it as well. Once we have that in place, then we would be in the position to evaluate the need or the interest in what we would call non-degree certification. So in that case, once we get to that phase, then yes, someone from outside of RIT, someone from outside of an engineering discipline uh, could sign up and take the courses. You did mention at the top of the conversation uh, something about certifications. Is that the type of certification that you're thinking about, or are you talking about maybe other industry certifications 
that might be offered through RIT as well. I'm going to let Chris jump in and, and talk about certifications. Yeah, so at least for this initial course, you know, one of the things that, that EMA is offering is since the students will be going through using the, the software to, to kind of realize this design, is that we're offering them the chance to get certified in, in the Cadence software. You know, it's a badge that they can have, they can have on their resume, on their LinkedIn. It just gives you know employer that, that assurance that not only do they understand the process, but they can run the tools that are used by most of the companies in the industry. I think it'd be great going forward you know, a more broader certification or how that works with some other certification bodies like PCA or others. But that's kind of at least the start, you know, with this one-on-one course is you know, you've, you've mastered the basics and you can understand, you have a proficiency in the tools. Jim, I know some universities have really kind of dug deep into distant distance learning platforms. Is that something that RIT has explored or is this a fairly new type of, of a program? As with every university, you know, we, we had some work going on in distance learning platforms, you know, prior COVID. Then COVID came in and, and it really forced, you know, all courses to go online. And so in that, we, we learned a lot about what works and what doesn't work. And so we're, we're applying those, those learnings to courses like this uh, to, uh, to expand our offerings, to uh, have uh, some resources from a teaching perspective that we may not other, otherwise have, as well as resources from a student uh, perspective. You know, as you know, students are, are becoming more or less comfortable being out in you know, society, we're able to make those offerings. And so we have learned a lot over uh, this past couple of years. And, and those are all going to be, you know, all those learnings and things are, are going to be used in this course uh, to really benefit from that, that distance learning option. Chris, will all the students be set up with a, you know, like a student version of the ORCAD tool? Yep. Yeah. Actually, this past week, we've been working with uh, RIT's IT to to get the, the lab set up and everything else. But you know, as part of kind of our, our commitment to this is is the donation of software and access certification and all, all those kinds of things. Will they have those installed? Will it be like a client basis? Will, will they be installed on their own uh, laptops or would they be coming into a lab at RIT to, to use the software? Uh, as far as as far as from an EMA side, we'll give them the option for both because there is – the, the, there is an on-person option, and I think there's also a your remote option. So the student can go into a lab, use the software there, but they also have access to it on their personal machines uh, for the balance of the year. So even if they take that and start running with it, you know they'll have access to the software to to do that. Exactly right. And and what we one of the things we've learned in giving remote classes is that different students need different amounts of in-person help especially when it comes to computer programs and, and the computer in general. So we wanted to make sure that we had a spot for every student to come in to a physical space and be able to get help getting software up and running, getting the computer up and running, making sure they, they could connect with Kirsch and, and be a part of the class. And so we, we have this, this 25 seat lab available that we will have uh, some t- teaching assistance there so that if, especially the first couple of weeks, if they, they just can't get on their screen what Kirsch is doing on and the projection, then there's somebody there to help them. Uh, but then they also do have, have the option, if that's 
more than what they need to be able to log in remotely, uh, truly remotely from you know their apartment or wherever they are in order to participate in the class in that fashion. Well, this all sounds great. I can't believe that uh, it's taken this long for anybody to develop a program like this, but um, I'm excited to uh, to hear more about it as it as it goes along. I hope that you'll come back at the end of the semester and and, and fill me in. I would be happy to. Before we wrap, is there anything else uh, you think we should talk about? Now, I just wanted to say we're really grateful for the partnership with with EMA. Uh, It has worked out really, really well. And uh, I want to thank them for continuing to prod me to to get this program going. We're we're happy to work with you. It's It's been a great experience. And uh, we are beneficiaries of RIT graduates over here at EMA as well. So there, there is some self-serving nature to, to this on our end. Well, thank you both. Our guests today have been Chris Banton, Director of Marketing at EMA Design Automation, and Dr. James Lee, Acting Chair of the Electrical and Computer Engineering Technology Department at RIT. For PCB Chat, this is Mike Buto. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm.